Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's just like deja vu all over again here on the HWA. Yes, you can thank me for that because I forgot to hit the goddamn record button the first time. But you're hearing us now, which means we are recording. Joining me <laughs> after another half hour of uh, talking about this, it is good old CR. Well, Keys, it seems like just 10 minutes ago we started this show all over again. I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm just glad to do it. Is the red light on? The red light is on this time. <laughs> All right, now we can get into it. It had to happen at one point or another. It just had to. And uh, fortunately, we didn't do the whole show before we realized that. But uh, let's just go ahead and move on. So, Besides that, uh, my face is red. It's matching the button, so that's a good thing. But uh, we're going to jump right in here to the Power Rankings uh, Show 100 recap. Please and, uh, don't do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. don't say it. Yes, he saw the, the, the listings. And we got to start off number one with the rubber duck. <laughs> He's oh, just been on. He's, I'm getting all worked up now. I'm coughing up a lung. I'm going. Just, just oh, I'm verklempt. He's he's been on a roll here. He deserves that number one spot, but uh, he, he is not, in fact, the the championship or the world championship holder. That would be number two, Goldfather, <laughs> who's back in business here. We haven't seen a lot from the Goldfather, but uh, he he definitely secured that spot, coming flying through uh, and getting that that belt from uh, from uh, Crow Magnon. Crow Magnon being fourth, but before him we have Boo for the Clown at third. Then of course you have Crow Magnon and following up with number Boo-hoo. five. Boo-foo! Boo-foo! There it is. Uh, following up with him is number five. Oh, sorry, Nico Inoki. Yeah, that's right. And after Nico, you got the uh, the big man from Uganda, Katungi, coming in at six. Number seven is the Icy Cold Snowman. Number eight, good old Bones McIntyre. Number nine, it's Fuzz Pigman. And number ten is your horseman television champion, Sabu. Breaking in, well, he wasn't our, one of our previous top tens, but now he's actually got a strap to prove it. Yes, he does, and uh, he will certainly be working his way up through there because Sabu is uh, definitely showing that, uh, aside from the Bones-McIntyre incidents, which keeps Bones above him, uh, he's heading for Bones, and he'll take a spot and keep on going. But we're going to start off here with the first match that we saw on Show 100. It is, in fact, the manager's TLC match with Admiral Deuce, Chas Segner, Joe Petito, and Keys Carranza. Notice there is no Aaron Varhola. That is, of course, because Aaron lost the match. Uh, he, he is suspended for 30 days, and we will talk much more about that later on. But uh, the, these four wrestlers, I got to say, and <laughs> you see them in action, and I got to challenge anyone to try to convince me that these guys don't give as much, if not more, than any wrestler in the league there, CR. Well, I'll tell you, uh, these these guys, you know, the managers, they, they don't really get uh, too much of a chance to shine, if, it, if, if you will. And, uh, you know, I think when they get their chance to be out there, especially in a match like this where we saw four of them going at it at one time, they, they want to show what they can do out there in the squared circle and uh, show that, uh, you know, on any given day they can win. Uh, they, heck, I think, you know, they could probably beat some of the active wrestlers. Uh, I think they're uh, Chaz, Joe, and Keys, uh, either one, they could probably vie for any of the titles mm-hmm. uh, other than the manager's title. But, of course, they're 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 commissioned or they're they're employed as managers so they don't do that kind of stuff uh you know I'll, excuse me hold on a second i just had a <laughs> little bit of the uh moscow mule coming back at me <laughs> sorry about that those are good on the farm <laughs> but yeah i think uh let, now let's get it straight it's a ranch it's not a farm i'm not having uh, okay. you know geese and chickens and stuff it's a cattle ranch you know what i mean uh, you, got you come out here you smell two things it's both manure <laughs> But anyway, so uh, yeah, well, yeah, you also they, got the you can also smell uh, vodka in the air wafting from obscene Gene's breath. I think. Yeah, that's only when Gene's taking a nap in a hammock. But 
you know, uh, but like we said, these guys, you know, when they get their chance, they want to put on a good show. And uh, it was a very entertaining match, a long match to kick off the show. And uh, I, I'll give them their props. It was very entertaining. It was a long match. It was actually interrupted by a blackout that we had. And uh, that was, they say it was due to a blown transformer. Uh, I don't know. We saw keys in the ring uh, one, one time and a blackout occurred. And that's how he got the belt from uh, Aaron Varhola one time. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, if that was some sort of plan on his part. But uh, anyway, do, do you think that any one wrestler would might have benefited from that? Well, I think three wrestlers benefited from it because at the time of the uh, at the time the lights went out, Chaz was pretty much dominating the match. <laughs> he had it in hand, and uh, so if you ask me who who, who benefited, I'd say uh, the Admiral Joe and Keys benefited. Who didn't was Chaz because when they had to restart it up, he started getting his ass kicked. He did, they in fact do that, but uh, Chaz is definitely uh, he's uh, forced to be reckoned with in that ring. And in the end, it was it was him. It was a single punch. He nailed it, keys right in the jaw, knocked him off the ladder, and that allowed him to get the case. And I, I was watching his actions here in the end, and he was uh, kind of laying back just a little bit. I mean, he was a strong force. He's got him going off the top rope onto that ladder. Just an amazing move by Chaz. Uh, but towards the end, he kind of laid back a little bit and he let the other guys uh, battle each other. And I, I Chaz, he's always shown such shrewdness and good timing to get this victory, and he just just one of the one of the great, the cerebral assassin you might call him of the HWA. There, well, we all know Chaz is uh, he's 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 uh, big on the brains there, if you know what I mean. It takes that to run your uh, multi-billion-dollar corporation that he does, and hell, he was smart. You know, he saw these three beating the hell out of each other, and he just kind of laid back and picked his spot. And uh, fortunately, the spot was the right spot because he got himself up that ladder. One shot to keys, grab that, which, you know, I'll tell you what, you know, I always talk about these, these, these briefcases, how they must be welded up there for God's sake. And, you know, we saw a couple of people that had a long, long chance and had at that ladder or at the, at the, at the case on that ladder. And, you know, it wasn't just, uh, you, you, you know, the, the shrewdness, but also, like you said, the good timing, he was there in the right, in the right place at the right time, popped that lock and that was it. That's right. They hold their hand on that lock to keep the thermal uh, countdown going. And uh, Chaz, Chaz made his other people do the work for him. And he was able to uh, jump, get, get right in there, say, Keys, get the fuck off the ladder. You just saw the other guys were down. And it was only a matter of seconds before that lock was open for the victory there. Now, that is a monetary victory for him. He does not, it's not a belt victory. We're going to be getting to that a little short, uh, a little later on here in our show. Yeah, as if he needs any more money, for God's sake. <laughs> and he's a tax evader, too, goddammit. I, I hear he doesn't have to pay taxes. Thank to, well, we're not going to get into it. Uh, but uh, we got uh, after that, we had the triple threat match. It was Morning Glory Hole, Penny Weiss, and Kelly Boom. And uh, you got two two veteran wrestlers there. Uh, Morning Glory Hole being one of the first ladies here in the HWA. Penny Weiss been around for a little bit. But Kelly Boom, we've seen her in a capacity of being a manager. But this was her first match. Uh, Morning Glory Hole didn't seem to care, though. She went right after Kelly Boom uh, like they were rivals, uh, just with that big spear right off the bat. And uh, now this could be, I, I, you know, there's an animosity between the West Coast Alliance, between Chess Segner Enterprises. Does that sort of boil over into the ladies as well? Well, I think anytime that uh, members of those rival factions go against each other, yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of uh, animosity. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the two managers don't care for each other. And, of course, it's uh, Chaz is the man responsible for putting Aaron on the sidelines for 30 days. And, uh, you know, it, it also might be a, 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 just a, a matter of uh, morning glory going after the new girl and saying, hey, you want to you wrestle with the big girls? And, again, no fat shaming, just a secretion. You want to wrestle with the big girls? That's what you got to go through. And she just went right after her and let her have it. That's right. 
And uh, we did. There was one the Morning Glory Hole versus Kelly Boom. It was kind of like like that match because right in the middle of it, there was a she received a, a knee drop to the throat. Is what happened. Penny Weiss, uh, you had Morning Glory Hole coming off the top rope and hit that that knee connected with the throat. And Penny did. Penny did not get up quick after that. She spent a lot of time laying around. Uh, she was sitting up for a little bit, and she just did not have anything to give after that. Uh, and Morning and Kelly kind of picked up the slack there. Took took on each other. Uh, as you just saw at the very end, but, uh, there was a, there was concerns about Penny's health. Now you were backstage, you were talking to some of the doctors. Uh, what, what happened back there? Well, after, after the, uh, the knee dropped to the throat there, yeah, Penny was having a, a little bit of t- uh, trouble breathing. Uh, she was struggling to catch her air and, uh, the, you know, explained her lackadaisical, uh, performance the rest of the match. Uh, when they got her back to the dressing room, they were checking out the, uh, the throat. There was a little bit of swelling, uh, causing her some dove, uh, breathing difficulties. They, uh, they iced it down. They gave her an anti-inflammatory and, uh, We'll just keep an eye on it, and then from what I'm hearing, she's uh, she's doing just fine. It was just a, a little bump in the road. That's good to hear because uh, we, we've had some accidents here. We'd have one death actually in the HWA, and you hate to see, definitely hate to see that happen. But uh, you don't want to see any injuries. Uh, so good, good for Penny uh, that she'll be back in action here soon. Now, uh, Morning also gave the flying fuck. Well, she gave the flying fuck to uh, Kelly not once but twice, I think, and got that win. And it just continues. Uh, you see Morning Glory, who you look at her, she's just getting better and better uh, with with age uh, and and in the stats as well. Now she's going to have the uh, going to be in the tangle for the uh, the the battle royale uh, royale with cheese uh, maybe. <laughs> but uh, how does uh, how does a win like this coming off this victory going into the the tight that national title uh, battle royal? Uh, what, what's that hold for? Well, you know, we talk about her, and and uh, you know, we're going to de- decide this, and I think it's a fair way to do it. Uh, you're going to have two battle royals, and, and the two girls that win each battle royal, we're going to face off for that title, and uh, you know, a, a battle royal, obviously not uh, not Morning Glory Hole's uh, forte, not her uh, strength. Uh, not saying she's a small girl, but she's not the biggest girl either, uh, and 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 I think uh, you know, even if she's not in the finals for that that title, I don't really necessarily that means anything because battle royals, crazy things happen. Uh, but you know, she, she's one of the most respected women wrestlers we have in HWA, certainly one of the most respected in CSE and, and anytime she's out there, she's a threat to, uh, to take, uh, take a title from whoever's holding it. And, you know, she wins more than she loses and, uh, Chaz prides himself on, uh, on being a manager or champion. So I think it's just a matter of time before she's got a, got a, got, got a belt around that waist, whether it's the, uh, the world title or the women's national title, we'll have to wait and see. Well, she is going to be in that uh, that battle royal, that second battle royal. There's going to be two of them. There's going to be an eight eight woman one and a six woman one. Why they why Pedro wants to stay away from seven on seven? I have no idea. I think it's superstitious actually. But uh, we're going to have that. And Morning Glory Hill will be in the second set. We will cover the first one here shortly. Uh, right now, we're going to get Gene. Gene, Gene would have got excited if he heard you say that because he probably said he thought you said seven and seven, and it wasn't a dream. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he, he, he perked up there for he. He's uh. Be honest with you, right now, Gene is. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. He's he, he was supposed to be going to pick up some stuff, and he's been gone a while. And I'm waiting to hear from that son. He better not. He wrecks my truck. He's going to be in some real trouble. I'll tell you that much. D- did he take your credit card or something? No, no. I just lent him the truck, and he had to go. He was. He said he was going to pick up uh, some supplies, which for Gene that probably means a couple of half gallons or something. So. <clears throat> I'm waiting well, for him to get his ass back here so I throw these steaks on the grill. Well, we'll have to see if he makes it back in time for uh, for our show. Uh, maybe a, a little uh, hauler there asking about potatoes or whatever he's asking for these days. Uh, we got the table match, though. Let's got to talk about that. Uh, Nico Inoki versus the Bandit. As we said, uh, very, these, these two very, very different wrestlers, uh, very opposite. You had uh, right off the bat, Bandit showing off. Doesn't make, doesn't make a move. 
jumps right up, shows off, says uh, they play to the crowd. Nico, on the other hand, all business. He, he didn't even try, try to put a move on Bandit. He goes right outside, goes for the table. Uh, like I say, when, when you got two opposite wrestlers like this, it's it, it, there's always going to be a good bit of battle. Well, you know, we all know how I feel about that goofy bandit. He goes out there shaking his hips and gyrating <laughs> and pointing. Uh, he'll be out there doing the YMCA for before too long. You, you can count on that. And, well, know, if you and, put uh, a headdress on uh, on Nico Inoki, it would fit right in. Well, hey, let's not go there. But here, you know, let's just look at it. You look at who the bandit wrestles for. You look who Nico wrestles for. Chaz is all business out there. So are his wrestlers. There's not a whole lot of showing off. Unless, of course, they win a title, then they rub it in your face. But, you know, they have every reason to. But, yeah, they... they, they we talked about this match favoring the bandit. And, uh, you know, when we talk more about it, we'll, we'll see how that went. And, uh, we had, of course, Nico, Nico using the table to attack bandit. That was, uh, that was encouraged by Chaz. I would, I would have to say Nico, typically a uh, straight up, uh, he, he would set the table up, try to drop somebody through it or put it in the corner, maybe, maybe a, a vertical or a horizontal power bomb there. But uh, you know, Chaz's disdain for the bandit. Did, did he probably, I would say probably, uh, encourage Nico to, to take that table and use it as a weapon. Oh, I'm sure he did. Uh, you know, he, he probably wanted him to ring that son of a bitch's bell with the goddamn thing. But, you know, hey, it is what it is out there. You know, as a table match, it's not only do you try to put a guy through, but it's also a heck of a weapon if you can incapacitate a man. And uh, I think that's what he was going for. But <clears throat> unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way. Yeah, the match ended. It, it ended fast. As fast as it started, you had Bandit uh, picks up Nico and slams him through the table. Not, not a pickup slam. He actually went with him on top of him, which apparently I don't know if they both went through the table at the same time if it was an issue there. But the Bandit that that move was a, was a clean move. It was a sanctioned move to put somebody through a table, and uh, he got it's got to be a great confidence boost for Bandit anyway. Uh, going after coming off that the, the match that he has nothing to do with. He's always in a specialty match, and uh, but but this uh, hopefully will for him uh, gives gives him. Nice, nice confidence boost there, and keeps uh, momentum going. Where Nico, 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 Nico will survive. <laughs> you know that. Well, yeah, you know, and and, and of course, uh, yeah, we talked about this type of a match, and it, it didn't favor Nico and Oki, and just because the band is, is one of the power wrestlers, and it wasn't going to be too much to put a guy through it. And and I actually think the uh, Nico going out and grabbing that table right away and introducing it into the match probably ended up on it was his downfall. Yeah, he probably should have tried to uh, you know work the band over a little bit more and soften them up, but. Well, it is what it is. You know, the bandit, hey, he won a match, another one. You know, we'll see what happens when he, you know, when we get into these title matches, it's not too many uh, gimmick matches. It's pretty much straight up. You got to pin the other man or Jacob submit. And we'll have to see if the bandit's able to do that without, uh, you know, using a table or chairs or whatever the hell else he does. Yeah, we'll have to put him in some, uh, Excuse me. some sort of situation, put him in a, a match that doesn't have any, any object interference. We'll see how well he does after that. You know, and for Nico, this is, uh, you know, he's going to be, uh, we announced that he'll be part of uh, FU Incorporated, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> teaming up with Katungi, uh, looking for a tag team title. So maybe it's just, uh, you know, another bump in the road, but uh, we'll see how he, he fares in his first tag team match with uh, with Katungi later on. Yeah, you got small and brutal with big and brutal, and <laughs> those those two are going to be a, a powerhouse for sure. Uh, but speaking of powerhouses here, coming back, Roblox Rachel came off that surgery uh, she's a hundred percent and she goes into the women's championship against Trina Vanderskank of all people. Now you notice that Lucy fur is not here. This match was set up in part by the liberal lawyer, but I've been thinking about it. And given that Rachel's injury was sustained after the match, uh, Misato came in, she attacked her. She was injured. Uh, I, I honestly think at least to some degree, did Rachel deserve this opportunity? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, we all know how I felt about this situation to begin with. Um, you know, the liberal lawyer, I don't know why he's sticking his nose in. I don't even know who this asshole is or why he's sticking his nose in HWA business. He's obviously uh, 
uh, working for someone, and uh, it's we we know who he's working for. It's a <clears throat> guy who's been suspended. We won't mention his name, but uh, I, I think the, the better thing to do would have been if 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 Pedro felt that Rachel was deserving of a title match, she should have wrestled Lucy Fur for the title. Right. Uh, you, you know, just give her give her her return match, if you will. And and I, I saw no reason for for the title be stripped off of Lucy Fur and then decided between these two women that Trina Vanishkank she hasn't been in the title picture in, in forever. I just don't, I, or, any, or or a three way, it's just whatever. Lucy first should have been involved in this match. Yeah, there's definitely some ulterior motive by the liberal lawyer here. I I don't know. I, well, you, you would think because he, he he finagled the, the the wording, the legal terms, the papers, and all that. And going up against, I mean, if Roblox Rage was going to go up against Lucy is one thing. Going up against Trina is another. I think Trina, in that case, no pun intended, was the lesser of two evils. <laughs> uh, so for for Roblox to to, to steamroll over. Uh, Rachel uh, added the rollover pin to her traditional power bomb for the win here. Now that th- this was something we hadn't seen before from Rachel, uh, but it was it was a surprise to me. It was definitely a surprise to Trina, and it, it was it resulted in a win. Now, as as experience uh, that you've been with the HWA, uh, how does how does the element of surprise factor into a victory? Well, how many times you've seen it before? Uh, you know, it, going back to the old days, you know, when when Rick Flair tried to throw somebody in that figure four, and I can't tell you how many times I saw him get rolled up into a small package and pinned, I mean, out of nowhere, or a backslide. Sometimes someone's just caught off balance, and, and, and all of a sudden you turn around, one, two, three, what the hell just happened? And, it, <laughs> it, you know, we saw that, and it, it, we saw it happen in Fuzz Pigman's return match against El Loco uh, earlier this, uh, was it, I think it was earlier this season. And, uh, you know, we, we all know that, that Fuzz Pigman, he's he's the high impact guy. You know, he's got the evidence plan. He's got the what the hell do they call oh, the, his the battering move, ram, the battering the ram. Battering ram. I mean, you know, had a little bit too much, and I can't think right now. But anyway, <laughs> but how how did he beat El Loco? He rolled up in a small package. You never thought you'd see that from from Fuzz Pigman, and, they, and we talked there that we probably caught El Loco by surprise. And I think anytime you get that, you know, uh, something weird things happen. Let's, you know, wrestling's just like any other sport, any other you know, thing that goes on in life. You know. There's always surprises, and sometimes they catch you off guard. It just uh, sometimes you you deal with it. Sometimes it gets you. So, yeah, it can happen. It happened. Whatever. Yep, Rachel's slow. the champion. I don't think she deserves to be. I think she should have. And, and I'll tell you what, if I'm Pedro Rich right now, uh, Rachel's first defense is going to be against Lucy Fur, but I don't know what he has in store for that. Yeah, she, she very well may. Uh, depends a lot on the, uh, it has to do with the, 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 the tournament. Uh, now, if Lucy Fur gets in there, she's obviously going to be occupied, but we, we will talk to Pedro a little later on and see what's, uh, what he's got planned, uh, how he's gonna, how's that's going to iron out. Now, I got to say this about Trina, despite the fact that she lost, uh, she was very impressive the whole match. She, she definitely had roadblock Rachel, uh, running, uh, for a little while there. Now, I don't want to say, you know, you, you lose that uh, you, you don't get the victory. Uh, it's not, it's not like a, you know, how you, how you play the game. It's not whether you win or lose nothing like that, but uh, can a wrestler feel good about a performance despite not actually getting a victory? Well, certainly, uh, you know, I think anytime you go out there, if, if you, if you feel like you gave your best, uh, if, you know, sometimes you come up short. I mean, it, it just happens. Sometimes, sometimes the better wrestler doesn't win. You know, a fluke thing, something happens. You know, and uh, you come down or something, whatever. It, so uh, yeah, I, I think it's it, it's it's uh, perfectly natural. You can feel good with uh, even in a losing performance as long as you gave your best and you you felt like you had it. And uh, you know, it's like a pitcher if he goes out there and throws a two hitter, but the one hits a two run homer and he loses two to one. <laughs> we lost two to one, but I feel pretty good. I only have two hits. You know, yeah. so. So yeah, I think I think she probably has. She has every reason. I mean, I, I think it was her first uh, first chance wrestling for for the gold. And you know, a lot of people come out there when you you know your first title match. 
you're a little bit nervous. You got the butterflies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she uh, represented herself very well, and I think uh, she can uh, build on this. Very much so, and uh, we, we'll expect to see great things from her. Uh, she's, she is going to have a shot in that uh, national title match as well, as you know. Uh, all the other wrestlers, including five new ones. We're going to talk about that in a second. We've got five new women's wrestlers coming in. Mm, that, that locker room has a whole different smell now, but I don't want oh, to get too deep into that. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Hell in a Cell tornado tag match. The old team versus the new team, Stone Cold Crazy versus Freeze and Quackers. Uh, this this is the return of singles wrestling and, and tag team action. Uh, for me, it's great to see. I, I just uh, Knowing the, these familiar wrestlers uh, teaming up once again, and it's, not, not to say take anything away against... Uh, Euro trash or the bodily functions or the medics or anything like that. But I mean, what, what is it about singles talent teaming up that just makes it so endearing? Well, I'll tell you what, it's the, uh, not so much with, with, with uh, a team like uh, stone cold crazy, but you know, when you have two guys that are teaming up for the first time or they're, they're, you want to see how well they're going to work together. You want to see the, uh, the continuity that they have. You want to see what they got in store, you know, so it, it makes it a little bit uh, more interesting. Uh, you, you get a little bit into the match. You say, hey, what, how are these guys going to work together? And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, you talk about the odd couple. Uh, I'm not talking about me and Obscene Gene. I'm talking about the <laughs> snowman and the rubber duck. Uh, you, two two completely polar opposites when it comes to their style in the ring. Uh, one, the flamboyant uh, showman, and the other one, just the, the, the cold, calculating, no-nonsense, take-care-of-business guy. And I'll tell you what, they made a pretty formidable team. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was something to watch. Uh, they were, we had uh, snowman was kind of lackluster there for a little while. The, the duck was on as always. That's why he's in the top of the, the power rankings. But uh, there was a there was a part that Fritz threw snowman into the corner. That he took out the ref at the same time. Now, th- usually when you see something like that, you can say, oh, that was an accident. I think he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. But when you're talking about a, a team as calculated as uh, someone Fritz, who's been around since the very beginning, uh, and a loco too, for that matter. Uh, but can this be a strategy? Like if a team is down, uh, can they use that? Uh, say, oh, I I didn't see the referee there. Uh, it's, it's too bad he's taken out. But th- would they use something like that to best their opponents? Well, it's a trick that's as old as, as, as old as time. Let me tell you, my friend, I've seen that many, many times before. Yeah, sometimes that poor referee becomes, he's got a bullseye on him. Uh, <laughs> you know, if, if you're struggling, you need a little breather. Hey, oops, sorry, I didn't see you. Sometimes you, you, know, you trip and fall back and you, 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 you bust heads or you, you throw a wild. I've seen referees go down all sorts of times and in, in, uh, they weren't all accidents. I can tell you that much. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, it, it looked like some, some shady dealings from the West coast Alliance, which we've come to nothing to expect nothing less from these band of reprobates. Yeah. They, they definitely have no problem taking out the referees, even after this, especially after the match with those punches that the whole damn team has taken out. Uh, I think uh, he got uh, Leonard Burke. there taking insurance out against the WCA. Uh, but anyway, we had the, the duck, the duck, of course, dished out four feather dusters, that ass in both of their faces, two times, uh, two times each led to a victory. Uh, I watched this duck and he, he just seems unstoppable. And his next, the, his next match is in fact going to be against Bufu, another veteran of the sport. Uh, but Bufu is not, uh, I think he's going to have to, 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 to do something different. Uh, there was talk about him changing his outfit, which may or may not help. He's going to look into some new finishing moves, something a little more flamboyant to t- maybe try to. To, to take a take it on the uh, the inner horseman championship right there uh but uh, otherwise other than that how, how can you prepare for a challenge when you when you know you're going up against the guy in the top of the rankings bring elmer fudd to ringside <laughs> duck season wabbit season duck exactly season. <laughs> it's duck season bring elmer fudd with you but i'll tell you you know i think what you have to do with with a duck is you have to you have to slow the match down you got to you got to do the uh, the ground assault, you know, pound and ground. That's what you got to do. 
keep a lot of the uh, close moves, headlocks, you know, locking up, wear them down. Don't let them get on a rampage. Don't let, and for God's sake, whatever you do, do not let them get you hooked in that corner because you're either going to see his crotch or his ass in your face. <laughs> and believe me. And I probably a fart, just, too. He's been eating them yeah, damn beans. Well, yeah, I don't even want to think about that. And it, it just, oh, dear Jesus. But, but yeah, I think you, you have to slow the match down and, and you have to take away some of his momentum. And I think uh, if, you can, if you can do that, you'll have some success. Yeah, we will have to see because that's going to be a hell of a match. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to be seeing that next week as well. But... Before we move on to there, let's talk about this match. This, you talk about, uh, I would call this a Titanic match writ large. Uh, it is the Extreme Rules match between Bob Zombie and Katungi. And now, well, but before we even get into this match, <laughs> we started things off a little differently here. Uh, Bob was coming down, lumbering down as he usually does, and is, is, he's a method actor and all that. Uh, but uh, as Bob was entering the ring, you, you cut to, hello. Oh, we have a call in. Do we have a call in? I didn't think. Hold, so. hold on. Can, can you hold on one second? Yeah. I got someone's uh, calling me on the home phone. Hold on one second. Okay. Hello. What? Damn it. What the hell? What do you mean you hit a cow? <laughs> Dear uh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the hell? I've seen Gene strikes again, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the podcast. I'll call you back. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Which one of your cows died? <laughs> was it was it one of your cows, or did you hit a cow somewhere I, else? I got no goddamn idea. Wreck my truck. <laughs> <laughs> a drunken idiot. <laughs> He's just. Oh Christ! Oh Lord Almighty! <laughs> oh. Well, uh, while he's dealing with, with while he's dealing with AAA, let's uh, go ahead and talk about how we saw. Uh, I'll tell you what you have. You, you have a spare bedroom where you're at. <laughs> no, I don't want him here. Fuck no. <laughs> he, he's, not, he's not stinking up my place with that the damn vodka breath and get light up on fire half the time. Uh, all but, he always always says is, "I got the got the booze. I hit a car." <laughs> He's always straight into the point, I think. <laughs> it's a goddamn cow. <laughs> Poor animal. Uh, well, I guess we're going to be, I guess it's like the old saying, beef, it's what's for dinner. We'll be eating that for the next two weeks. <laughs> That's plenty of steaks. That's some good eating there. Uh, it was, unless it was a Christ. milk cow. Could have been a dairy cow. <laughs> but anyway, uh, talking about getting hit, uh, uh, there was a hit put on uh, Rachel after the, the, after that uh, that debacle of of a managerial, whatever, administrative, but uh, Lucy just uh, on a rampage attacking Rachel. You kind of saw it coming, really, because you get the belt strip from me. You're going to do some crazy things. Uh, but uh, regarding, you got to you got to look at penalties. Uh, there's got to be maybe there's some some law and order here uh, coming from the front office. Do you, have you heard anything about what the, how Pedro's going to deal with that attack? Well, no, I haven't heard anything. And, and to be quite honest with you, I don't really think uh, any fines need to be issued. I think. Uh, <laughs> Lucy was just uh, letting out some uh, some pent up frustration, <laughs> probably, and uh, letting off some you know, steam, you might say. Oh, yeah, exactly. Nice pun, my friend. There you go. But yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, the way things have been going around this company lately, I just I never know what to expect. I just don't. Things are just, everything's just going to hell in a handbasket around here. <laughs> well, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the ranch with Gene wrecking my <laughs> damn truck, hitting cows and everything else. I'm talking about the HWA. He, you, you never know what Pedro is going to do. He, he seems to be one week. He's he's coming down on 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 the West Coast Alliance for punching referees, and next week he's agreeing with some idiot liberal lawyer that they're stripping people with tire. I don't know what the hell to do. I, I, I'm at my wit's end. <laughs> okay, well, the the uh, 
<laughs> it's always entertaining. I will say that uh, in the HWA. But yeah, the the law and order has kind of slipped away. We're going to see uh, Pedro's going to have to start start to rein things in and uh, hand out some some uh, I, some justice. I, 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 well, I, I even hate to bring this up. I really do. But I have heard some rumblings, mm. and they've been coming from the, the the main HWA offices, from the board of directors, and there's been some. I'm not going to mention the uh, the gentleman who who brought this uh, to the forefront. But there is some some speculation, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that, that Pedro may be slipping. Oh yeah, Mentally. and uh, he, yes, and, <laughs> and you know he is seriously he's 110 years old, and uh, uh, the HWA is is considering having him take a couple of uh, cognitive uh, function tests to make sure that he still has his faculties, mm-hmm. uh, because quite frankly he's been pretty erratic with some of his decisions lately, and uh, uh, you know I really I really hope uh, for Pedro's sake that uh, it's just his quirky personality or whatever you want to say, but, uh, you know, we'll have to see what happens, but yeah, should Lucy be, I think she should be at least be fined for this. I don't think any kind of suspension is, is warranted. Uh, you have to understand where she's coming from. So, uh, I would just say, Hey, you know what? Give her a slap on her wrist. Give her a little bit of fines. Hey, don't do it again. You know, but we'll have to see what happens. We'll see. How, we'll see how Pedro handles that. Uh, see how he handles his test too. I'm kind of interested in that myself. But uh, going back to the the two real participants here, you, uh, Bob and Katungi. Uh, now Katungi is coming off of two losses for Bones McIntyre. He seemed to have a whatever it takes attitude. He, he came in there and uh, he even resorted to using a sledgehammer for God's sake. That's something that we don't typically see from Katungi. He's a big enough man by himself. He doesn't need tools. But uh, you think from from Katungi standpoint what was at stake uh with csc for katunga going into this match well i really don't think there was any i mean i don't think he was in the uh the same boat as sabu was hmm. uh you know katunga we've talked many times uh, you know chaz they have the strategy they they they, they, they look at they look at the the, the, the film and they have st- and sometimes the message doesn't get through and and, and you know i joke around and say katunga's elevator doesn't go all the way to the top <laughs> there's just sometimes a, a communications gap there and uh, I really don't think there was any problem. I think Chaz has uh, all the confidence in the world with Katungi. And uh, I don't think it was anything. His standing was not in jeopardy in any way, sh- shape, or form. And uh, I think Chaz is, is really excited. He's, he's looking forward to seeing how Katungi and Nico Inoki function as a tag team. Uh, you know, he had them. He still has them, Nico Medics, who, who held onto those belts for quite a long time. And uh, I think he, he has a, he's putting together a team that could uh, dominate the tag team t- uh, picture. And I think he's excited to see what that's going to be. But uh, Katungi, I think he's, he's he's just fine. And uh, I think if anybody, if anybody was a little bit upset, it was Katungi. Because, uh, you know, he, even though he's uh, what seems to be a crazy man out there, uh, you know, he always wants to win. He's he's in this business. He makes money. He knows what it's all about for the most part. <clears throat> a few things slip through the cracks. But, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think uh, nobody was harder on him than himself. And, uh, you know, I think he, like you said, he using that sledgehammer a little bit out of character. But I think he was going to, let's face it, Bob Zombie, he's a, he's a, a different kind of cat out there. You never know. Uh, uh, maybe Katungi just need a little bit of insurance to make sure that the the message was getting through. Right. Uh, we're definitely going to see these two tangling again, not just uh, one-on-one, but you got Katungi being part of the FU, uh, <laughs> FU Alliance or what is it? FU Incorporated? FU Incorporated. FU Inc. FU Inc. <laughs> and you've got Bob Zombie joining Cro-Magnon that we'll be seeing as dead and buried. So that'll be their team. 
Uh, a little little Crow Magnon, big Bob Zombie should make a hell of a combination. Uh, interesting to see that. But Katungi, in this match, he he won it right off the Jungle Judgment. And when you're picking a big guy up like Bob Zombie, as the impact, I felt it shake all the way up in the booth uh, as I announce, and sometimes more than others. But this one, this one really rattled. And uh, how much more? It's got to take its toll on a bigger wrestler. But I mean, how much more is a high impact maneuver like that uh, affect someone like Bob Zombie? Well, I think it all depends on who's delivering the high impact maneuver. Hmm. Uh, Katungi, a very big man. Bob Zombie, another big man. And, and you know, it's it's two forces of uh, nature and the inertia and the, the uh, gravity and pi equals X squared or whatever the hell it is. Uh, you know, it's going to hurt. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. You know? I, I, I think it, it follows it, the if, role of uh, the, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. I think definitely. Well, that. you know, if, if, if you're getting slammed by someone like uh, El Loco, it's probably not going to hurt as much as if you're getting slammed by a, a man like Katungi or you know, one of those other big dudes that we have out there. And <clears throat> I just think that, uh, you know, it takes its toll. You want to, you want to keep yourself out of those situations, but plus, plus the fact that, that, that Bob Zombie, he's, he's, uh, he's very slow and methodical in the way he approaches these matches. More slow and methodical. Those, <laughs> right. But he's, he's, he's not one of those guys you see bouncing back and forth off, off the ropes and running up and down. And he, he pretty much, uh, keeps it, uh, keeps it at his pace, which is a snail's pace, quite frankly, isn't it? Somebody wake him, give him some caffeine or something. I almost fell asleep during one of his matches. For Christ's sake, he was out there. <laughs> well, he, uh, in fairness, he has bursts of energy every once in a while, but they are few and far between. Um, but th- th- that was, like I say, these two, these two have not finished their their their, their rivalry is just starting, and it's going to be very exciting, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, talking about excitement, of course, you can't go any more exciting than the World Championship. Uh, this time, Crow Magnon defending once again against the Goldfather. Now, the Crow had held the title for a long time. And uh, this, this, I'm wondering, does it affect a wrestler going into a title match? Uh, I would think that the pressure can only increase more and more each time you defend it. Uh, but uh, your crow's been ha- ha- hold it for so long. Now he's going up against the Goldfather. Uh, d- does is there some kind of effect that might have on him? Well, I don't know. I, I think when you're the champion, that uh, you always want to hold on to that title. And and I, and I think you know, and I, and I don't think this applies to Crow because he's not that smart. But you know, if you're if you're a champion, you've held on to that belt for a long time. You, I think sometimes you just go in there expecting to win, and sometimes you get a little bit complacent, and, and maybe you know you, you don't put in your your, your best effort. And uh, you know, I, as far as pressure, I, I think anytime you're in, in the in, in the world championship picture, uh, if if you're the champion, you've already proved you got ice water in your veins, and you know what it takes to to be a champion. And uh, I don't think the pressure gets to you. I, I think the pressure is on maybe the someone like the Goldfather, who was what was this his fourth time to try to. Right. Try to win the big one. And, uh, you know, we talked about, well, you know, is, is the pressure on him to try to succeed? What happens if he doesn't win it and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Uh, we didn't have to go there because he, he came out on top. You mentioned that the, uh, the confidence of Crow, of Crow uh, and mm-hmm. I, I did notice that there were, there were times he's starting to get that, that whole, uh, American style showing off the egotism. And he was, do- he was doing quite a bit of that during that match. I might think that might've bit him in the ass. Uh, but when when Crow had the uh, the Goldfather up for a power bomb, there was a one situation I had to I had to scratch my head about this. He had him up there. It, it, <laughs> there's no better way to put it. Goldie's crotch was just in his face. It was just all there, and he did not execute the move. Now you know Crow's the type of thing uh, he gets distracted by shiny objects. Well, that's a pretty shiny object that's right in your face. Uh, could could the attire of Goldfather have messed with Crow's uh, concentration like that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> anything's possible. Mm. Uh, I would, I would think that the smell would probably <laughs> be more enticing to crow than, than the shininess, but you know, depends on what the Godfather I'd eat for lunch that day. Oh God. <laughs> but, but, uh, 
you know, hey, maybe it did, maybe it didn't, maybe Crow just, <clears throat> maybe holding him up there, the noxious fumes just kind of disoriented him. He didn't know what to do, you know. But uh, <laughs> whenever a yeah. guy has no body hair, the, the <clears throat> tends to get a little more pungent down there. Maybe that that could have very well have had an effect. Yeah, well, Crow's he's a he's a he's a goofy guy to begin with, so we, anything's possible with him. He he likes shiny objects now that doesn't have that gold belt to carry around. What's he, what's he going to do now? Maybe they'll get him a cookie and uh, you know some cheap beads from the Indians or something. <laughs> God. How many more people are we going to insult on this show? <laughs> oh, well, I just meant like when they bought Manhattan. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> just just <laughs> throw it go. out there for a joke, for Christ's sake. Don't be sending any letters. I'm not this and that. I'm just all having fun. Yeah, that's Shut right. Up. Come on, people. Just get, get, a, get a sense of humor. <laughs> uh, in the end, it was the Goldfather gave Crow a top rope chicken wing suplex. That was pretty amazing. Uh, but he followed it up with a chrome dome uh, for the win. And I, I got to see uh, Goldfather, very experienced wrestler. And he, he chains. He likes to chain moves to moves together. Now, is it important that, uh, like, to secure a win? Is it important to have a, a combo plan in place like that? Well, I think any time you can you can uh, move after move after move, it keeps your opponent off balance and it does damage. Uh, and any time you you can follow up a, a move with your big finishing move, yeah, yeah, hell, I think it's going to be very important. Uh, the, the guys we have wrestling in the HWA, these guys are tough. They take a lot of punishment. I mean, there are very few matches where you know a, a guy just curls up in a ball and gets pinned. I mean, these guys fight tooth and, tooth and nail and uh, it takes a lot to put these men down. And uh, you know, how many times have we seen it in, in, in someone like uh, fuzz pigments matches where he, you know, gets an evidence plant and then it falls right up when the guy bounces up, he hits him with that, with, with the battering ram. Mm-hmm. So uh, you get these high impact maneuvers. You can put them boom, one, two, boom, boom. You're going to have a better chance of winning. Crows definitely, or sorry, Goldfather, I should say, uh, definitely pulling into a, a new repertoire there with that chicken wing suplex. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, using that as more of a combo in the future. But you got to talk about the world championship. You got a new, a new winner there, the Goldfather, uh, back in the gold there for uh, the Bunkhouse Productions and Hollywood Joe. <laughs> we mentioned Hollywood Joe. He's never been to fucking Hollywood. <laughs> but uh, that, that wraps it up for show 100. It was a hell you of a show. He's either been to Hollywood video or Frederick's of Hollywood. <laughs> well, I think he's been to both. I think he's. <laughs> well, he got kicked out of Frederick's of Hollywood that one time. Apparently, he was uh, fondling the panties, I heard. <laughs> yes, uh, running his. <laughs> it was like at the beach. You run your fingers through the sand while he was doing that with the discount panties. Anyway, uh, he's uh, he's not allowed in there anymore, but he is allowed to have uh, a championship in his corner, and that would be the Goldfather. Now, we're going to follow up with the next week. And, oh, God, we got another phone call here. <laughs> Go Damn, ahead. Hold on. Grab that. Yeah, hold on. Hello. Oh, for God's sake, Gene, I'm doing the podcast. What do you want now? God, Gene again. Well, just drive it up through the goddamn gate. <laughs> what the? No, there's no more cows. <laughs> Damn it, I'll see you when you get here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, that was courteous of him to make sure there weren't any more cows he could kill coming up. <laughs> well, he's coming through the front gate. <laughs> Worried about hitting the damn cow again. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, gotta love Gene. Anyway, let's talk about next week's matches here. Uh, it's going to be the, back to our regular scheduling programming. It's a uh, hundred and one show, show one Oh one overall. Uh, but it is going to be, let's see, five matches, five matches starting off with a big one though. Uh, women's national battle Royal here, eight women all tangling them together. We're going to start with Masato. We'll start with Masato mayhem. Uh, once again, a tall girl 
uh, might not be to her advantage in this, but she is strong. Uh, coming in with our first new wrestler of the of the era here is La Tarantula, and that is going to be for uh, Chaz Segner Enterprises. Uh, you've talked to Chaz. Uh, what, what's he What's he thinking about uh, with this new wrestler? Now she's she's from Mexico or Guatemala. She is a uh, Mexican luchadora, ah. if you will. Uh, he's very excited to, to have her. He, he uh, was uh, on vacation. Uh, down in uh, Mexico, and he, he happened to go across a, a local uh, promotion. Uh, and, you know, he's always out there scouting talent, and he was just blown away by the way this uh, this young lady performed in the ring. And he, uh, he he pulled a contract out of his briefcase and offered it to her right on the spot. So, uh, looking forward to see what she can do. All right, that's a new one for there. Uh, we also have another new wrestler, <clears throat> Pretty Miss Scarlet, aka PMS, uh, who is wrestling. Uh, she is the niece of. Don't say it. Dude, do not uh, say it. She is the niece of a man uh, whose full uh, first name uh, is Maximilian. And uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, Edward might be his middle name. And, uh, well, fuck it. It's Pad. Uh. It's the Pad. <laughs> uh, he's the niece. Uh, Pretty Miss Scarlet, of course, uh, is one of the, used to be one of the models. <laughs> Remember back in the day, they had Tampax commercials with people, with women Jesus, running around on the beach. Say it. The women Don't running around on the it. beach. She was one of them. She was one of them, oh, but she's wrestling God now. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> There's no way to make that even pretty. I but, can't wait to see her ring a tire, for uh, God's sake. She, she's a good-looking chick, though. She uh, She's a nice outfit. I think I saw I caught a glimpse of it as I was getting uh, dragged out of the women's dressing room. Uh, also, we'll have Misty Furberger is also in there, of course, from the uh, the uh, another one from the Admiral's Fleet. Uh, you'll have Katie Bang in there from uh, the, uh, what do we call that, uh, West Coast Alliance. And uh, the third, yes, the third new one that we'll have in here is Jamie Bondage. She's going to be uh, wrestling for the Ass Clown Cup. Coven, and uh she's i didn't see that one coming did i yeah she's uh she, she's that, that's all she's ever done in her life really is a, a professional mistress but she wants to try her hand at wrestling we'll see how she does uh we also have penny weiss and a muffy trust fund will be thrown in there as well and that'll be the women's. yeah but she's uh, she's yeah, jamie bond she's used to beating up on men and grinding her heel in their crotch she's gonna be with women now she might not know what to do well you could insert that in various places i Hell, guess don't don't say insert <laughs> Jesus, don't say that in front of me. I'm an old man. Uh, give, me a, give me a cardiac lesson. Listen to this. Uh, after that, we have, oh, we're going to point it out that just, I have no idea. When going into a battle royal like this, I really don't have a pick. I mean, do you see anyone having a, any kind of advantage here? Just, it's going to be, it's going to be chaos for both announcing and, uh, and really watching the wrestling. Well, you know, we have three wild cards here and uh, three women I'm not, uh, I've never seen in the squared circle. Uh, don't know what they're capable of doing. Uh, I look at who's there. I, I know that uh, Masato Mayhem Pennywise. We all, we all know how Masato's uh, uh, problem with Pennywise, mm -hmm. uh, and, and uh, that could that could rear its ugly head here. And of course, we got Muffy Trust Fund uh, and Katie Bang, two uh, highly decorated women uh, of the HWA. So this should be an exciting match, and uh, I think it's a I don't know it's a it's a coin toss for me. I, I you know you'd like to say Masato just because she should be able to manhandle these girls, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. After that, we'll have the False Count Anywhere match. It's going to be Bufu the Clown versus Vivacious Vic Volger. Uh, Vic, Vic's no slouch, but I think Bufu, the, with the experience uh, in his corner, he might uh, have a little bit of an advantage here. He has been in a uh, number of False Count Anywhere matches himself, and uh, he's he's not uh, not averse to going outside and uh, going to the table, going up the ramp, where, wherever he takes him. I think uh, Bufu might have a little bit of advantage over Vic here. Well, Bufu, definitely the bigger man, and... Uh you know, any anytime we get these falls count anywhere matches, anything can happen. You know, so crazy things happen outside. If, if you get outside that ring or you go back to the concession stand, you know, uh, we haven't seen much of Vivacious Vic lately. And, uh, and quite frankly, I'm, uh, 
I've been a little, dis- little disappointed with his performance thus far in the HWA. I mean, he's won a few matches, but uh, really hasn't been involved in the title pictures. And uh, he, he really needs a win against, especially against someone like Mufu the Clown, uh, an experienced wrestler and, and one of the stalwarts here. And uh, he needs to improve his standing and, and, and get himself uh, up the ladder there. I, I, I would really love to see what Vivacious Dick could do when he gets his chance for a title because I think he's got all the talent in the world. He just hasn't had a chance to show it yet. Vic is normally in uh, these multi multi wrestler matches, so going one one again going one and one with the with the clown, it could it could uh, could be an opportunity for him to show what he's got. Uh, after that, we'll have the uh, the managers triple threat match: Chaz Segner, Joe Petito, and Keys Carranza. Uh, the court the uh, admiral is not in that for the simple fact that he just lost the belt. I think there's some sort of rule uh, that that. Takes him out of the, that uh, that contention there, but it's going to this time they don't have to climb any ladders, uh, though they're welcome to bring him in. It is a, just a triple threat match, and uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not even going to pick this one because uh, if Joe if Joe gets hot with the, uh, the the grabbing the balls and punching the dick and everything like that and fisting the ass or God knows what else he does, just just general crotch abuse. Uh, I, I think he has a chance, but uh, don't, don't I wouldn't put it past uh, any three of them to take that belt home. Well, no, no. Uh, triple threat matches—they're they're just so difficult to win, though, because you got, you know, three men. You got to try to pin somebody. The, the the counts are always getting broken up, and guys jumping in and out. And it's, you know, it, unless uh, you know, and of course, you know, these guys—they're going to show us what they got. They're—they're going to. This is going to be their time to shine. And and really, the, the, what you worry about in this uh, instance is if you have two guys that's kind of, you know, let's say Chaz and Keys have a little bit of alliance, and they say, hey, look. We're just going to knock the snot out of Joe, take him out of the equation. Then it's going to be one-on-one and, you know, we'll see who the better man is. But right. that really, that really happens in these matches. They're pretty much just a free for all. And it's a fluke whoever wins because something goofy usually happens. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know who to pick on this one. Chaz, he's, he's just coming off that, uh, the TLC, uh, win, uh, gives him a little bit of momentum, but, uh, you know, any one of these three can, can walk away with that title. Right. After that, we're going to have the exhibition match. It's uh, or an exhibition match, just a regular old match. Just have some fun with the guys. Uh, it's going to be Fritz von Stone versus the Corporal, and we'll see the Corporal in action once again. He's he was, he was he kind of missed him for a while, uh, but Fritz and him talk about veteran wrestlers. And uh, honestly, uh, I, I think uh, once again, either of these guys, you got you got Fritz with his uh, with his rock with his rock and roll move, but the Corporal once once the Corporal puts that if he can if the Corporal can get it. And put the uh, the, the dishonorable discharge on him. Uh, I would definitely give him uh, the favor in, in this match. Well, you mentioned two uh, two things that don't go uh, together. That's the word "fun" and "corporal punishment." <laughs> That's true. Uh, he's not a very fun man. He's he's all business out there. He's a very mean, nasty man. He's got a horrible disposition. Uh, horrible you know, temper uh, too. Yeah, you, yeah. He's don't try to take any of his fries. I, I speak from experience. Just it's, it's a bad idea. Yeah, the man is. He's he's just. Uh, he doesn't like anybody quite honestly. And, uh, you know, this, this match, you know, it's, you can say, well, there's really no, nothing involved, but, uh, for, for the corporal, it's pride. The man, he wants to win every time he's out there. He wants to hurt people. Uh, he wants to exert himself. And, uh, I feel bad for Fritz von Stone in this match, but he's a, he's a cagey veteran and he held on to that world championship for a long time for a reason. He's one tough son of a bitch. And uh, so is the corporal. And, and we'll see, this should be a good match between uh, two accomplished wrestlers and, uh, 
uh, let's just hope nobody gets hurt too bad. I, I will say that in this match, the, the manager, I mean, there's so, so many matches that the managers don't come down because of the special rules. Uh, but since this match, we are going to see, uh, of course, Chess Segner and the corporal's, uh, corporal side. Uh, but Fritz von Stone is going to be managed by the liberal lawyer. That should be kind of interesting to see because uh, I, we, he doesn't have, a, as far as I know, he doesn't have any experience. He's always been in the courtrooms and stuff like that. But as far as the manager goes, uh, it'll be interesting to see his uh, his first attempt at that with that match. After that, we got the uh, the final, the the main event. There's the television title between Sabu, and Sabu's going to be taking on Booger Dude. <laughs> Booger Dude, who uh, might be adept at flinging snot uh, all around the, the arena, uh, going up against the, the massive Sabus, coming off a, a quick victory uh, from against Bufu the Clown. Uh, Sabu, if he makes, if he just goes in and does what he's been doing, which is everything's right, uh, Booger Dude, not a chance. Just not a chance for him at all. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, if I'm Sabu, the last guy I want to be wrestling during a pandemic is the Booger Dude. <laughs> uh, quite frankly, unless I'm wearing a hazmat suit. <laughs> but, but to be quite, uh, you know, quite honest with you, it's like you say, uh, you know, if Sabu gets in there and he gets that hot start and he just comes, uh, you know, guns a blazing, it's going to be a long night for the Booger Dude. But <clears throat> stranger things have happened. And, and, and uh, you know, Sabu, he's been up and down. He finally got that title, but uh, now he's got to try to hold on to it. And he's got to try to, uh, you know, he got a little bit of his pride back, and now he's got to exert himself. He's got to, you know, hold on to that title for a little bit, give himself some confidence so he can make his way up for either an inner horseman shot or a world title shot. And, uh, you know, Chaz, he's, he's going to do everything he can. Uh, as we said, he's got a lot of respect for Sabu. And, you know, the, the rumors have been, you know, is Sabu getting up there? Is it time for him to hang up the boots? And uh, I think he still thinks he's got something in the tank, and so does Chaz. But, uh, you know, the next couple matches he wrestles, that's going to tell the tale what's going to happen with him. Right. You talk about uh, continuing to climb the ladder, Sabu. I would agree with you on that, that uh, he wants to, to hold on to that title at least once or twice before he proceeds on, just, just to build his confidence on there. Uh, but it will be an interesting to see. Even though Booger Dude may have the germ warfare thing under control, uh, Sabu is going to give him a pounding or... Uh, We'll see. I don't know if he, like I say, I'm, I'm picking Sabu and Sabu needs a win, uh, but we will have to see whenever we watch the show uh, this coming this Friday and uh, join us, of course, at nine o'clock. You can join us at the HWA rules. That'll take you right to our Facebook page and uh, watch, watch live with us at nine o'clock, or you can catch it any other time. Uh, also, we thank you for listening to us. You obviously find your way here, so we don't need to mention, but uh, it is, in fact, uh, anchor.com or anchor. Now, just hold on. Just hold on. CR, what the hell kind of town is this? You let cows walk down the street. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> Had to run over once. What's going on? Gene, Gene, damn it. Will you get back there? I'll, it's just about over. I'll be back in a minute. Just hold on. <laughs> I'm just getting tired of this shit. I want to get out of here. You can leave any time you want. <laughs> Goddamn team. <laughs> well, at least he made it, made it through the gate, and he's uh, here. He didn't kill any more livestock. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to... You got my goddamn booze I asked for. I <laughs> hope he didn't break it hitting the cow, because that can, that can stop a vehicle quickly. If he's got it in the front oh, seat, that's a bad idea. I don't know how much more of this I can take. I really don't. It's, it's, we're going on like a couple months now. He's got to find him. You sure you don't have a spare room or something? No, it's, I think it might be worth it for both of us just to kind of pitch in and get him a, a cheap hotel room or something, just to, one of those flop houses or something. Just to, maybe, maybe, we, maybe we can find out where the hell uh, Aaron Varhul has been holed up and send him over there. Oh, God, yeah. Let him, let him deal with the obscene gene. That's, that's, all, that's all we need is more alcohol oh, between those dear. two. God, I'm always cleaning up this man's messes, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> clean it up. Uh, well, you, you get some steaks out of it this time, though. It's, it's not, not uh, totally a bad thing. Uh, but uh, anchor. probably one of my goddamn neighbor's cows. I'm going to have to pay for the damn thing. <laughs> that could be. 
Uh, well, maybe replace it with one of your cows. Maybe you won't notice the difference. Uh, but anchor.fm slash HWA rules is a spread it spread it around. People love the people love to get the advertising. I just said that. Uh, sounded better in my head. But regardless, uh, please try to spread it around so it gets get us some listening, get us some viewing here. And uh, with that, we're going to sign off here. This uh, this is the Animal Network reminding you to always wear a condom. And uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, any closing words, there, CR? Well, I'll see you next week as if this goddamn gene doesn't drive me to the nut house. And uh, with the obscene gene for obscene gene, uh, CRM myself, thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>